Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back for our number three of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. One more hour of Joe Galena, the Fantasy Jesus, along with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and Sean Angle, pressing all the right buttons and uh, bringing us back from commercial with some interesting songs, taking us out with some interesting songs. And you can catch uh, uh, Sean Angle on the Father Son NASCAR podcast. Right, Sean? That is correct, but the NASCAR season is over, so there won't be any new episodes. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, we, I heard the, the promo. Didn't you guys have a promo just that you played before? Got to take that out then. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, that right. That's right. I guess it is still in there. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we could hear uh, past episodes, can't we? Yes, you can. And listen to your broadcast greatness. You see? Yes, you can. Hey, I, I love Scott and Sean very much, but past shows about NASCAR races that have already been run in one? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I love you guys to death, but I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Come on, Taz. Maybe you can learn a thing or two. I, 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 can't, I can't listen to it the first time. Yeah, hey, everybody likes what they like, but you know, to me, every once in a while, I just want to see them turn right. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> left. Let's turn left. Let's turn left. Let's turn left. Come on, once in a while, just turn right. Watch a race on a road course. I like to see, and you'll get exactly what you want. Oh, I, I know, Sean. I'm just busting. <laughs> I have a long history of busting on NASCAR. Don't worry about it. Uh, I used to car, drive uh, Mike Clay car. crazy. I used to drive Mike Clay crazy because he loves NASCAR, and I used to drive him crazy. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see some NASCAR bumper cars where no one gets hurt. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> one of the few right. races I ever watched on the TV was the mm. one where Dale Earnhardt crashed into the wall. Mm. Yeah, that was tough to watch. I haven't watched yeah, the race since. Mm. All right. Well, uh, no matter what, uh, Sean is the man, and so is his dad. So uh, I agree with that. Matter. Just take that promo out there, Sean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you had uh, when we left, you had talked about the uh, Baker Mayfield Deshaun Watson prop bet, who would have the uh, higher quarterback uh, rating. I kind of went Deshaun Watson, and uh, you uh, told us you were going to go with Baker Mayfield. Tell us why. 
Well, because Baker Mayfield has two straight games of 140-plus quarterback passer rating. That's why this prop bet is out there. 143.9 in Week 12, 151.2 in Week 10. If he does it again in Week 13, he will join Aaron Rodgers as Kurt and Kurt Warner as the only t- three quarterbacks in NFL history who have had three games like that in a row. Hmm. Right, like I said, he's had a really good schedule the past five games. So, and I like. Well, and the they're finally, yeah, yeah. The coach yeah. is finally, you know, the new the new offensive coordinator is using him well, using this mm-hmm. offense well, and he, you know, really playing to his strengths, which is important. You, you know, you can't just go out there with a rookie quarterback and have him try to play your game. You got to play his game, know what he mm-hmm. does well, and use that to your advantage. And that's exactly what they're doing right now, and it's working well for them. Yeah, Suddenly they are uh, back in the in the playoff hunt. Uh, yeah. Albeit on the far outside, they are, but they are there. They're still being talked about it. Two straight wins for the Browns. They're four, six, and one, twelfth seed in the AFC. So it'll be interesting. Not an easy uh, matchup for them against the Texans. Texans is also a little uh, tough on on uh, fantasy quarterbacks as well. Uh, we're going to talk Giants, Bears in a second. But since we're on the Browns, what do you think has happened to uh, Jarvis Landry? And and who is that on? Is that on Landry or is that on Baker? Or is that on both of them? Like this offseason, they need to get together and work out a little bit. I mean, because, you know, I really expected big things from Landry. I know that you know, look at started with Tyrod Taylor and then it moved on to Mayfield and whatnot. But, you know, you had that rah-rah speech on that uh, HBO show and whatnot. And he even was pumped up in, in preseason games. What do you think has happened to this guy? Look, I love Landry. He's one of my favorite receivers. I, I think he's one of the most talented receivers in the league um, mm-hmm. from a pure talent standpoint. You know, there's, I, I think, a few things going on here. First, he's dropping passes, which is not something he normally does. So, And, and this is just my theory, folks, so don't go crazy, whatever. But I, I just have a feeling that the way Baker Mayfield throws the ball is just slightly different, and they're getting used to it. Because the one thing that we do know from Cleveland is that they have three of the top ten players in the league with drop passes. Mm-hmm. You got Landry, you got Callaway, and you got Njoku. Mm-hmm. Three of the top ten. So that, you know, not not a great thing. So it leads me to believe that, you know, every quarterback has a slightly different spin or feel to their ball when it reaches a receiver. And I think maybe they're still adjusting to that. The other mm-hmm. thing is I think defenses are just rolling so much towards Landry because, let's face it, Callaway's not scaring anybody. Anybody else behind Callaway's definitely not scaring anybody. And Njoko right. just keeps dropping passes. So then he's not scaring <laughs> anybody. Uh, you know, right. so outside of the running attack with Nick Chubb having a great season. The only real threat in that receiving core right now that you know is a big threat is Landry. So if you're a defensive coordinator, you'd do everything you could to take him out of the game each and every good week. Point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. All right. That's why I asked you, because you you have all the answers, Taz. I don't have all the answers. If I did, I wouldn't be on this radio. I, I'd be a multimillionaire. But here, you, the, you, want, you know, you want. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say th- this is something I, I saw this week that is, is mind-boggling. But you know, the one great thing you could say about Cleveland is all of a sudden they have a really good core of young players, and mm-hmm. th- this really takes it over the top. Out of the twelve weeks of the season so far. A Browns rookie has won the AFC Rookie of the the Week award eight out of twelve times. 
Hmm. Denzel Ward has won it twice. Baker Mayfield has won it four times. And Nick Chubb has won it twice. Eight out of 12, it's been a Browns rookie to win the AFC Rookie of the Year Award. Uh, Rookie Hmm. of the Week Award. Hmm. That's pretty wild. I mean, all of a sudden they're doing something right. Now they finally got rid of the damn coach and they're doing some more things right. This team is definitely Hmm. trending upward. There you go. The great point. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff from the Taz. Uh, so should we talk? Uh, we've been putting it off. Bears at Giants. Can we put it off some more? <laughs> well, let me ask you a question before you even get to the game. Um, so I was thinking, let's say, you know, the, the name that uh, gets equated with the uh, the quarterback name that gets equated with the Giants seems to be Teddy Bridgewater because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So let's just make believe that, yeah, let's say the Giants are interested in him and they sign him. Do they drop uh, Eli at that stage, or is it a quarterback competition? Ah, man, I I would love to see them get uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Man, I think he's such a good young quarterback, and I think he could only get better. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. And people were saying that should have happened right from the Jets to the Giants. But there was no way the Jets were giving him to the Giants. Because if he came out and ended up playing for the Giants and playing well uh, and outproducing Sam Darnold, oh, my God, the Jets would have been freaking nuts. There was no way they were giving him to the Giants. Uh, That was Mm -hmm. just plain and simple. If he ends up at the Giants, I would love that. I I think the kid's got so much talent uh, and is such a smart football player. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a dynamite quarterback for somebody. I would love that to be the Giants. Uh, you know, these Giants, just just give us somebody else, guys. Look, uh, I know Eli could be great on any given Sunday, but he could also be the worst quarterback in the league on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, give mm-hmm. us somebody with some consistency. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am so done with Eli. Time to go. Move on. Mm-hmm. Go retire. Get your yellow jacket and go away. So you're saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer? He's got to be a Hall of Famer. His numbers put the him there. Two, uh, Super, two Bowl Super Bowl wins. MVPs, two Super Bowl wins, his overall yardage, uh, career games played, all those numbers put him there. His longevity has been outstanding. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's 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 not like an automatic, but I'm I'm with you. But there's some that that really think that that he shouldn't be. But uh, uh, for this game, uh, Giants. He has a lot of a... negatives. I I grant that. You know that. Oh, I don't yes. like him. Yeah. We do have a caller on the line, though. Would you Would you uh, like cool. to take a caller on the line? We have Chris sure. from Chicago. He has a flex question. There we go, hey, Chris from up? Chicago. What's We're up? talking what's bears up, at at Giants. How's it going, Chris? Hey, uh, who's this George guy over there? I keep hearing. <laughs> it seems, seems to be some kind of disconnect in my brain today. <laughs> yeah. Must be the weather. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I think I'll play the weather. Um, that works. The only job where you can be more wrong more often than a fantasy analyst is a weather reporter. So, I'll take it. <laughs> That's nice, nice. Well, okay, I got a question for Flex. Um, I have uh, Tyler Lock. This is uh, PPR. Um, Tyler Lockett, Larry Fitz, or Gus the Bus? Hmm. Well, hey, look, uh, first of all, from the two wide receivers, I take Lockett over Fitz just because he's been real consistent over the season. But I'll tell you the truth, I'm taking Gus Edwards over both of them. Uh, I don't expect him to carry it 
catch a lot of passes, but neither will either of them. And I expect mm-hmm. him to get quite a bit of yardage and a, a real good shot to score. So I think, you know, Gus Edwards, for me, is the safest play of the three. You wouldn't yeah, be concerned to... about him getting injured? Well, there is concern. There's no doubt. I mean, the ankle, there's definitely some concern. Uh, I'm not going to tell you there isn't. There really you can never say that with any running back. The fact that he's still listed as questionable always puts that out there. But with Alex Collins going on IR, you know, I, I fully expect them thinking that they got, a, a, you know, the, maybe not 100% healthy Gus Adams, but close enough Edwards. Damn, there is a disconnect in my brain today. With names. <laughs> um, Gus Edwards, I, I really think he's going to look at – Unless there's a setback with the ankle, I think he is going to be looking at another 20 carries. Uh, if you are afraid of that, then my next choice would be Lockett. That's you who I got right in out of my mouth right yeah. now. I'd um, keep him in there. Yeah, you keep um, Lockett over yeah. Gus. I think I would, because it sounds like, first of all, it sounds like Chris, that's the way he wants to go. And right. and you trust your gut. But, and you look at what Tyler uh, Lockett's done the past no, few I, weeks. I, I, Five absolutely. catches. Touchdowns in the last two finally, or three. Finally, a, finally starting nice to get matchup. some yardage, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice matchup against San Francisco. So, so I, 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 I don't I, think I can see that. Wrong. I can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I had uh, another question for you guys. Um, as soon as the chorus stops, you can go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I had another question. This is my first time being in the playoffs, and I'm sitting at uh, 11 and 1. And, nice. Um, Good job. Thank you, thank you. Uh, actually, I was going to be undefeated, but uh, I lost to my friend by 0.125 points. Oh, uh, ooh, I hate those losses. I'd rather get blown out by 30 points and lose by less than a point. I hate that. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, so my question is, um, I got my backups. You know, I got my uh, handcuffs, uh, Brown and whatnot. And a couple guys started picking up. I know you, Jimbo, you, you're against picking up uh, defenses, but uh, they start picking up defenses. And I picked up, I had an open spot, and I picked up Vikings defense for 15 and week 16 match. You think that was. I, well, a good, I like the uh, Vikings. Ed. I, I said in you know a little early in the show, the Vikings and Buffalo Bills were two defenses that I've been targeting for the last couple of weeks in all my leagues as the two that I wanted to move forward with uh, in most of them. So you know I, I agree. I, I love the Vikings going forward. Their, their matchups are, are definitely going to be nice for them. Yeah, I do have Seattle defense for this week, but I did pick up Vikings for the 15 and 16 week because uh, they're playing Detroit and uh, Niners, I believe. Um, yeah, definitely but, nice um, matchups for them. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thanks, guys, and uh, have a good weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, no worries, good and, and yeah. good luck, man. Let us know how it goes for you. Yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and the key there is that Chris said that he had a dead spot on his roster, and then he right. picked up the second defense. So that's good. I like that. And, uh, yeah, and like you said, that was uh, Vikings was one of the defenses you were keying in on at the start of the season. So yeah, good luck to Chris. Eleven and one, and uh, I think he owes it all to you. <laughs> he doesn't owe it all to me. He, he's doing. He's making those decisions on his own. You got to give yeah. Chris a hand for coming out in eleven but and you one. Know, That's a nice job. Yeah, and not only, but yeah, he he absolutely deserves all the credit and whatnot. But smart enough where you know he's he's taking it, smart enough where he's uh, you know taking advice too. 
You know, like he, you know, sometimes if you take advice, but you go with your gut, I think that's the best way to go. No? Yeah, absolutely. Look, none of us can predict the future. We're all giving you as much info as we can so you can make the best decision. You know, the one thing I I don't like is when people ask us to set their entire lineup. Don't do that. Hmm. You're smart enough. You've been playing the game long enough. We're into week 13 now. You know what you're looking at. Set your lineup. You have specific questions. I'm great with that. But, you know, Hmm. come to us with a specific question. That's what we want to help you with. Not trying to set your whole team. If you want that, you can go out and get the Staples Easy button. There you go. That was easy. Uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, he's playing this week, but uh, what a disappointment, in my opinion, what a disappointment for the Giants this this year. We talked about Landry. What about uh, Shepard? How much of that goes on him? How much that of that goes on, on Eli? <laughs> I mean, um, let's face it. I mean, OBJ, right? I mean, he makes these – maybe we'll have to continue this on the other side, but OBJ – successful, but he can make these acrobatic one-handed catches. Maybe this is what Sterling Shepard needs to work on. No. That was easy. And I will tell you why when we come back. No, absolutely Uh, not. I hate that. You hate the fact that, what, you have to uh, be an acrobat to catch a pass from Eli? No, I I hate he's teaching all young kids the absolute wrong way to catch a football. Mm -hmm. Stop practicing one-hand catches. Catch him with two hands. There you go. All right. Put a little sticky stuff on your hands, too, right? Well, you don't need that. That's the problem. He's got such huge hands, and that's why he can make those one-handed catches, but stop practicing them. <laughs> Teaches you bad that habits. That was easy. All right, let's get out of here. Godzilla's <laughs> coming. So uh, we'll be back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Will Survivor bring us back? Burning Heart. I believe this is from Rocky Four. And uh, I'm, I'm, my plan is uh, later this evening to go see Creed 2. Oh, nice. Put, yeah. So I, I, I like the first Creed movie. Did you? Are you? I think maybe I've asked you this already. Yeah, we, big, we've, uh, yes, and yes, yeah, I am. Yeah. I like the boxing yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. If only there's real boxing a, was like boxing movies, I'd love it. Supposedly, there's a big match on tonight, and uh, one of the guys' name is his first name is Tyson. I forget the names, but it's a p- big pay per view. There's Avandrago saying he must break you. <laughs> But, yeah, there's a big uh, heavyweight uh, title fight tonight. 
And I think people will like pay you 250 bucks for the pay per view. It'll last about a round and a half, and they'll be pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's like 75 bucks. Oh. Uh, <laughs> back, back, yeah, back in the day, I think it used to be like what, like. 29 or 39? Yeah, yeah, usually, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. starting in yeah. the mid to late 20s and then went up from yeah. there. I remember uh, paying for the Holyfield Foreman fight, which I found very entertaining. I don't know if you ever saw it. I, w- I was telling somebody, all. we were talking about, you know, back in the day, and I was telling somebody, my very first work computer mm-hmm. had a hard drive that was 40 megabits. <laughs> 40. That was the hard drive size, 40 <laughs> megabytes. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, man, it just makes me feel old every time I think about that. <laughs> there you go. Well, you're not old. You're just uh, I am old. I'm old. No, well, you're very old. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we got a uh, question on Twitter. Strong Style Ninja uh, tweeting out to us, Taz. Hey, Strong uh, and, Style. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the good Sandra squad. B. Is he? Yeah. There oh, you yeah. Because he, he's... He sent it out to uh, you and I and uh, the radio network. So he plays in a standard league. Sony Michelle or where? Or Spencer where? Which way would you go in a standard league? That's a tough question. It is a tough question. Uh, I, I like where this week, but I, I yeah. I mean, I, I do like where. I want to say I'm starting wherever I get him and but there is a concern in the back of my head that keeps saying they could put in Damian Williams every once in a while. They could, and you know, take a little bit away. Sony Michelle, I don't think he really has that concern, but he has a much tougher matchup um, yeah. against Minnesota. Uh, you know, man, it's a tough question. It really is a tough question. I like, I let's say I trust Sony Michelle a little more, but I like where's upside a little more. I mean, I'm having a hard time with this one. And, of course, I mean, everybody I, is with where. Yeah. What's your thoughts on where? I mean, what do you expect? I, I mean, I like him, and I think he's going to have a great game, but there, there's still this little doubt in the back of my head. Yeah, I just love the matchup against uh, the Raiders. <laughs> well, and I do, too. And eventually, yeah. that's probably what I'd come back to. Like I said, I'm starting right. him everywhere. So I, mm-hmm. I'd probably come back to starting him, too. But, you know, Michelle, even against the, the Vikings, could easily get two mm-hmm. goal line plunges and, and out score where if he right. doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, you know, that there's that as well. But I think in if I keep going back and forth, I'd probably end up on where. Mm. Very, very close, though. Yeah, I'm just looking at what the, the Vikings have done versus running backs on the ground. Uh, like Against Detroit, 17 carries, 45 yards, no TDs. Against Chicago, 26 carries, 89 yards, no touchdowns. And then against Green Bay, 18 carries, 77 yards, and a touchdown. So, look, I mean, they're not invincible, the Vikings, but they are right. tough against the run. And they are, and I'm not counting on I'm not counting on big yardage from Sony Michelle. But in that offense, if Brady gets him to the one yard line, he has a good chance to score. And you know that's very easy, and that's why New England running backs are always so coveted because they're in that offense. Um, Yeah. So there, there's always that chance. But uh, like I said, eventually I'd come back to where. Yeah, twenty-one. His uh, Michelle's numbers last week. 21 carries, 133 yards, a touchdown, two receptions, and 12 yards uh, against the Jets. So I, I want to say that Michelle is back 100%. 
He looked good last week, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, he but, really did, yeah. Uh, Minnesota's defense, you know, they've given up a little bit more lately, but they're still a stingy run def- defense. Yeah. So, yeah. so, basically, I think you and I kind of both agree, slight edge to um, to wear based on the matchup, right? I'll put it this way. I, I give us a slight edge to wear on the up, up, uh, upside of what he brings to the table, but there's – a little more risk involved as well. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, where were we? Before where? We were, <laughs> we were at where? Yeah. Uh, no, we we were talking. Uh, oh, you were going to tell us uh, about St- Sterling Shepard and and uh, OBJ teaching all these guys to to the one hand to catch and why they shouldn't do it. Oh, yeah, I, I hate it. I've always hated it. Look, uh, you know, kids idolize these guys. And when they're going out there and they're showing all these great one-handed catches and they're out there doing it in practice, it just teaches kids the wrong f- fundamentals. And, and I just mm. hate that. About, I, I hate that about anything. One thing my dad always taught me was always know the fundamentals because fundamentals lead to other things. You have to know the Mm. fundamentals. And when you start teaching kids to go out there and start trying to make one-handed grabs, it's not the right way to do it. It just isn't. You need to learn to use both hands. And how many times have we seen him drop passes that he could have caught with both hands and he didn't even try? And that makes Mm. me crazy. Because um, mm-hmm. he's always trying for that one-handed grab. I hate it. I, 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 you know, it looks great on tape when it happens. Absolutely, but give me a guy who's going to catch everything thrown at him. I'll take that more. We still think back to that catch against the Cowboys that uh, OBJ. Oh yeah, had, could right? you not? I mean, it was <laughs> it, it was an incredible catch, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Sterling Shepard. I mean, uh, better things ahead for him next year. I mean, we haven't given up on him totally, right? I mean, the guy's got talent. Oh, no, I like Sterling Shepard. I I mean, this Giants offense has just been so off kilter all season. I'm not blaming that on Shepard at all. A kid kid is an excellent wide receiver. It's only going to get better. Uh, But, no, I I mean, yeah, this is nothing on him. This is just this offense trying to figure out what the heck they can do. And, you know, at this point, even uh, with Ingram out, he's still at best number three option in that passing mm-hmm. game. Maybe even fourth to Red Ellison because right. Eli does like that tight end position. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's really no reflection on him. It's more Eli and this offensive line and game script and, and game calling. Um, mm-hmm. Last week just made no no sense to me whatsoever that they didn't get these guys more involved against the depleted Philadelphia secondary. And, you know, I don't know. Now, of course, Philadelphia is getting their secondary back, and they're looking like they're going to be there this week for Monday Night Football, which really hurts the Washington offense. Uh, it's you know it's crazy how that all worked out, but I don't blame Sterling Shepard one bit. He's going to be still a good, solid wide receiver in this league, no doubt in my mind. Right. And you mentioned Evan Ingram, uh, tight end for the Giants, out this week due to a hamstring issue. He's had a disappointing year as well. Uh, and uh, I think one of the things that uh, they talk about is you know, maybe he hasn't really improved in his blocking uh, abilities as much as he should have. Yeah, but that's not why they brought him in. They didn't bring him in to be a I blocker. Know they, I guess you're <laughs> they right, brought him yeah. in to be a mismatch, which he, what he is, he mm. can get downfield and really open up those offenses. The problem mm. is that Eli, you know, especially in the beginning of the year, Eli didn't have the time to even look downfield. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, now that he is, Ingram can't stay healthy. 
Right. And, uh, yeah, what about the uh, Giants' uh, run defense missing snacks, huh? Uh, six straight games yielding a rushing touchdown to a running back in their last four. 5.14 yards per carry to running backs. Is this the week? I'm going to make a bold prediction that this is the week that Jordan Howard gets his first 100 rush game. Yeah, you, you know, you're not the only one making that bold prediction. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are in love with Howard this week. Was it just me? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of people out there putting love on Jordan Howard uh, because they're playing the Giants this week. And you know what? I, I still can't do it. Uh, <laughs> He's actually... Uh, not even playing. He's not playing as many snaps. I mean, his snap count is kind of oh uh, way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically using Cohen as a short running game through the pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then Howard's not really being targeted in the passing game to even give him any kind of upside. Could he possibly have a big game? Absolutely. Do I trust that in Week Thirteen? Not even a little. Mm. Okay. Uh, Chase Daniel starting in place. It looks like it, right? Is it official? I mean, yeah, I it's that, official. Uh, yeah, Trubisky's uh, doubtful. Trubisky is right? out. Yeah, and Chase okay. Daniel is starting. Yeah, which you know he actually uh, we talked about it last week. He didn't he didn't play too bad on Thanksgiving. And it's nice oh, to yeah, know he, a, a little comforting for the played. for the Bears to know that they have a decent backup. I, I'm not even going to say he played nice. He played a good game. He completed 73% of his passes, 230 yards, two scores, no interceptions. I, I have him as my sleeper of the week this week. I think he's going to tear apart this Giants defense. Mm. Did you uh, you put any of them in any uh, any uh, Absolutely. I yeah, sure that's, did. That's bold. Now that's Look, bold. I, 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 I'll commit one thing. When I tell you guys I like somebody, I'm using that guy. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you just to blow smoke up your butt. If I'm telling you that I like somebody, I'm using him. He's in my lineups. Last mm-hmm. week it was Dante Pettis. I used him. I said I liked him. I used him. When I tell you I like him, I use him. I'm not just going to say, oh, I like this guy, and then not put him in my lineups. That doesn't work and for if me. If I'm not mistaken, Pettis had a touchdown, right, last week? Did he? Pet- Pettis had the best game of the year last week. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay cannot stop slot receivers and loved him in the slot last week. I actually like him a little bit this week, too. <laughs> hmm. So uh, what are we thinking about this game here? Uh in terms of uh, gameplay, uh, you know, we talked uh, Chase Daniel, not much. I mean, obviously you'd want Trubisky in there. Uh, but uh, any love for any uh, of these uh, receivers that he has at his uh, disposal? Allen Robinson, Gabriel Miller, Burton, any love for anybody? Yeah, I, I like I like Miller. I think Miller should be involved in this game. Giants have trouble trying to cover slot guys, and you know their their linebackers are not very good at coverage at all. I, and that's really really being nice. Um, you know they they do well against outside. Well, pretty well against outside receivers, but those slot guys can eat them up. And, and I like Miller a lot. Robinson, I, I mean. Man, he's he's just confounded me. I expected more out of him this year. I really liked him when he was in Jacksonville. I thought coming here with this offense, with this, you know, with Matt Nagy there and, you know, running innovation, I thought Robinson would be huge this year. Just hasn't mm-hmm. come in that way. Um, hard to trust him. I, I like him, and I'd love to see him do more, but it's just hard to trust him. Right now, I, I mean, it's Tariq Cohen. I take a flyer on Miller. Outside of that, you know, I it's going to be very iffy on somebody I would target for fantasy. I think as a team overall, they do well. I'm just not sure who it's going to be. Hmm. So what do you think in terms of this game? Do you think uh, the Bears uh, could come in uh, to uh, MetLife Stadium, cover the three and a half? 
I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the better plays of the week, no doubt. I, like I said, the Giants decided at halftime they don't want to win no more games. We're going to see yeah. that again Sunday, even at home. Chicago, I expect Chicago to come in and cover this number. I, I thought this number was real low, even with a backup quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it should have been a, a higher um play here but minus three and a half I, I take that I think Chicago does that and I take the over because I, I think Chicago can score against the Giants and the Giants will put up just enough points to, to push it over so I take the over and I take uh, Chicago laying the points on the road yeah I gotta think that after last week's loss whether it have been intentional or just uh, due to oh it was intentional it was intentional <laughs> I just think that the uh, Giants pretty much mail it in uh, from this point forward and you're going to hear uh, Odell Beckham Jr. complaining every week. Oh, man. I, I love him as a player. I'm already tired of his antics. Go away. Ship him off to Buffalo. Shuffle him off to Buffalo. I've had enough of him. <laughs> hey, if we can get a you know a first-round pick and a, another good pick out of him for right now, I'd take that. I would. We'll take uh, the, the Bills They're first in rebuilding mold this year, next year. Uh, yeah, right. You know, the <laughs> Throw out one of them really nice packages. I'd make that trade in a heartbeat. This kid is just mm-hmm. going to become a cancer in that in that locker room. Yeah, we'll take uh, Zay Jones, uh, maybe their best uh, offensive lineman. We'll take everything. Yeah, right. I'll take whatever we can get. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. If we can get uh, multiple pieces for him, I, I'd take it. I really would. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind I would. I, I just I, I don't like guys like this, and they could just wreck teams. We've already seen Sterling Shepard start to act up on the sideline because he knows mm-hmm. that Odell gets away with it. Yeah, well, he did it. Why can't I, right? Exactly. And, uh, you know, you, you really don't see, let's say if the Giants do uh, bring in a rookie quarterback, you don't see that uh, OBJ having the kind of patience to uh, to help this, you know, rookie, you know, develop. You know, it just I mean, maybe I'm I shouldn't say that because wait and see. But I just don't think he has that kind of personality, that nurturing kind of personality. It's too much. Give me the ball. Yeah. And I'm just not a big fan. Just never have been, yeah. uh, you know, look, you want you want to do your talking, do it on the field or do it as a team leader. Yeah. Don't do it by berating the team, by, you know, putting yourself above all else. I, I just not a fan. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, Panthers at the Buccaneers. And the uh, Panthers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And the over-under, pretty high, 54-and-a-half. You got the Panthers, three straight losses, lost a uh, heartbreaker to the Seahawks, uh, fighting uh, for their playoff lives, right? They want to um, ensure that they're in there. Uh, Panthers have beaten the Bucks three straight times and two of those three victories were by 14 points. But on the other hand, the Panthers' defense has yielded uh, multiple touchdown passes in nine of its last 10 games with 28 or more points allowed in three of the last four weeks. So I can understand why that uh, over-under total is pretty high. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely expecting some points to be put on put on the board, and I'm one of them. I, I do too. Um, you know, 
Tampa Bay's passing defense has done pretty well against opposing quarterbacks lately, but I, I tend to think that's more about the quarterbacks they faced. Uh, they're 28th on the year, but 7th uh, over the last five weeks. But San Francisco, the Giants, Washington, Carolina, and Cincy um, mm. in those five games. So, you know, not the most over-the-top quarterback play you know, outside of Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, it's hard to take that fully for what it's worth. But they, they're playing better, and that's all you can take out of it. Still not great against the run. But I, I expect both these teams to put up points. You know, a lot of people are on Tampa Bay. The number has been fluctuating quite a bit. A lot of people seem to like Tampa Bay this week. and Money seems to be coming there so far. But mm-hmm. I still – I like Carolina to, to cover the three and a half. I have to take that. But I do like the over. Mm, yeah, I agree with you on the over, and I kind of agree with you on the uh, uh, Panthers uh, and the three and a half. Uh, look, I mean, like I said, they've lost three straight games. They need to write uh, their season at this stage, no? Oh, absolutely. This is do or die time for them. They, they need to get back on the right track, and this should be the game. They should be able to do it. So, Taz, you said you didn't like opera. Do you like ballet? Little Spandau, LA. <laughs> I like spandex. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about it on the other side of the uh, of the commercial. We can fit uh, as You should see me in spandex. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Gotta love Sean takes us out to commercial with a little spandex ballet or spandau ballet. Brings us back. Little 70s classic music. Little shaft. That that's Isaac Hayes, right? The the perfor- the singer? I'm pretty shaft, sure. Shaft, yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Classic 70s sound with the uh, that guitar. Your music guy, what's that what's that called when they do that with the guitar? Twangy guitar. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Weekend Fantasy Update, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Joe Galina, uh, Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, Sean Angle producing our show. Thanks for uh, for listening. We have uh, another uh, 15, 20 minutes or so. We're going over week 15 with you. We were just talking uh, the uh, Panthers. <laughs> We're talking Panthers and the uh, Bucks, and we uh, both agree that the Panthers should be covering this game. I had a little prop bet: uh, Panthers wide receivers touchdowns versus the Bucks. One and a half is the, the over and under. We're thinking one and a half over or under Taz. Uh, one and Tampa a half. Base. For yeah. Carolina wide receivers. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna take the under. Really? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the under because I, I could see more of it coming from McCaffrey and Olsen. Ooh, McCaffrey's going to have a big day. 
<laughs> then the, yeah, yeah. Then, then then the the wide receivers. I mean, they're getting Funches back, and Samuel's mm-hmm. been playing well. DJ Moore has absolutely been playing well. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, I just I don't know. I, that's a tough number, and but I I think I'd, I'd go the under. All right, all right, very good. Why don't we move on? Let's talk a little uh, Colts Jaguars, right? You know, Colts have. 20 takeaways so far this season, and they had 20 all of last season. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're just an improved team. Bluck doesn't get sacked anymore. They're doing a great job of, of protecting the QB. Luck has been throwing uh, touchdowns like crazy. Uh, he's thrown three or more touchdowns, eight straight games. I have a prop bet on this game. Uh, Andrew Luck passing touchdowns versus the Jags over or under two and a half. I'm going over. I don't. I don't care yeah. what defense it is. No, he, no, he's playing no too well Ramsey. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think isn't Ramsey supposed to play now? Last I heard, I Let thought he see. was. Let me see. I thought he wasn't, oh. but we're gonna we're gonna check right now. We're gonna check right now. But yeah, but you think that the over, right? Uh, he's still listed as questionable, uh, but he he had a limited practice on Friday. They expect him to play, but no guarantees yet. Okay, fair enough. Mm. All right. Um, Look, it's just I, yeah, the way he's playing at this point. I don't care who he's going against. He's going to find ways to get it done. They did lose mm-hmm. Jack Doyle. He goes on IR, but luckily they have Ebron. Eric Ebron. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Mo Cox is still out, but Eric Swoop looks like he might be back this week. They also went out and got Clive Walford. We know that they like to use their third and fourth tight ends from time to time as well for touchdowns. So you know, all of those guys might come into play. Of course, Ebron is the one you want to start. The other guys are just a nuisance because you never play them when they score mm-hmm. their touchdown. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, with the way he's playing right now, I, I can't bet against him for anything. And, you know, this team is starting to play very well as well. And, you know, while they're not to the point yet where they're, you could say, oh, nobody really wants to play them, you know what? They're getting a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. They're a team that uh, I don't want to play. You know, if I'm uh, if my season's on the line, I'm worried, uh, and I see that I'm playing them next week. I don't want to play them, but uh, for the Jags, no Leonard Fournette, uh, and uh, Carlos Hyde appears to have a good matchup against the Colts, who've given up the or T.J. Yeldon does. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> if you look at the Colts' overall numbers against the running backs, they're not good. But over their past four games, uh, they've lived in uh, running backs to just 3.78 yards per carry. So keep that in mind. But you're right. I mean, a lot of people just like uh, thinking that it's going to automatically be Carlos Hyde getting the majority of carries. But you're right. T.J. Yeldon's there. Hey, look, T.J. Yeldon on the season uh, before this week was a, a, a top 15 fantasy running back, believe it or not, in PPR yeah. leagues. That, that's the kind of start he's had and, and, you know, the games he's had when Fournette's been out. Look, mm. this Carlos Hyde thing, it, it it's baffled me from the moment they made the trade. If they truly expected Fournette to be back in healthy, getting Carlos Hyde didn't make any sense to me whatsoever when you had, you know, Yeldon there. And while they may not think of him as an every down back that they can count on, he was doing a good job for them. Um, So getting Carlos Hyde. (laughs) No, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, but then you look at Fournette and, you know, some of these idiotic things he does, like, you know, you know, we don't, we don't even know that things might be worse than, than what's, 
uh, to Oh, absolutely. Knows. I agree. Right. Because last year he, he misses the team photo and they, they uh, bench him a game. You know, uh, this, this, you know, last week, you know, uh, he's involved in fisticuffs on the field, you know, and, and that's irresponsible, too, for a guy like Fournette that, you know, he's the focal point of the Jaguars offense. You know, he's got to learn to control himself a little bit. <laughs> Irresponsible doesn't even begin to describe it. Um, he was about to get his third touchdown of the game with the next play on the one-yard line. Would have propelled the Jacksonville Jaguars to a win. Him getting tossed out for throwing punches at a guy that had not only a, his helmet on, but he had a full freaking plastic face mask as well. You weren't getting through to him. For him to go out there and throw punches at that guy in that part of the game it's just stupid it's just idiotic there is absolutely nothing he could say to me that would say well oh look i was defending my teammates Mm -hmm. you know what no you weren't you were being an idiot you wanted to jump into a brawl because there was a brawl happening and that's what you wanted to do you were looking you know and and, uh i just hate (laughs) stupid stuff like that you know and but we see it too often. You, look, these guys, a lot of these guys have been prima donnas all their life. They've been told all their life how great they they're are. Great. Now yeah. they're they're still being told how great they are, and they're making millions of dollars. They think their stuff don't stink. Right. They can right. do whatever they want. And, you know, unfortunately, it takes an incident like what happened with Hunt, or it takes an incident, incidents or incidents with Fournette that we may see something more coming down the line on Fournette as well. Uh, mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, these these guys need to get themselves under control. This is just idiotic. Right, right. And uh, it's amazing that a team like the Jaguars, who were a game away from playing in the Super Bowl, they, they might be just, like, ripped apart and, and you know, might have to tear them uh, tear them down and build them up again because, uh, you know, now Bortles isn't starting, and I think it's a long time coming. You know, I mean, they've been very patient with Bortles, don't you think? Oh, way patient. And we've been <laughs> talking about this on the frenzy all, all, all week and, and the fact that, you know, this is a Jacksonville Jaguars team that drafted a punter over Russell Wilson uh, a few <laughs> years ago. Um, yeah, good good choice. Now, hey, look, he's a good punter, but he's not even on the team anymore. He's on Tampa Bay now. Uh, so it d- didn't quite work out for you well, did it, Jacksonville? Uh <laughs> It's just stupid play. Bortles is not a franchise quarterback in any way. The fact that they came back and paid him again, just stupid. Mm-hmm. They're going to be eating a lot of his cash next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, Cody Kessler in starting in place of Blake Bortles. I got a prop bet on him in terms of passing yards. Uh, under. Over, yeah, the under, right? 235 <laughs> and a half. Oh, the over is 235.5 minus 120, and the under uh, 235.5 uh, also minus. Wow, that's that's kind of odd. But uh, you're taking the under, 235.5. Absolutely taking the under. I, I mean, Indy's defense is getting better, uh, especially against the pass. Uh, they're eighth on the season against opposing wide receivers, fifth over the last five games, uh, dropped down against opposing quarterbacks as well. And I don't see him having any success about, against them, even at home. If Jacksonville's going to have any success, it's going to be the running backs. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. And uh, speaking of running backs, but from the Colts side, you have uh, Marlon Mack. Uh, looks like he's going to play, but I, you really got to watch this carefully. Uh, it's under the concussion protocol. Well, he has been practicing. Usually they come out, you know, if that's the case, they usually come out of the concussion protocol on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. So if that happens today, if he, he's 
comes out of the protocol today, then he's probably good to go tomorrow. Yeah. So what are we thinking in terms of this game, in terms of uh, game script and, and, and the point spread and whatnot? I'm taking yeah, Indianapolis all the way. I just think they're playing too good right now for Jacksonville, even in Jacksonville. seems kind of low, right? I mean, Jacksonville can (laughs) still be a tough defense, especially if Jalen Ramsey is out there. Um, You know, they they can be. No doubt about it. They can have those great games, especially at home. They can do that. But I I just – luck is playing too well. That offensive line is playing too well. If Mack is back and fully healthy, he just gives them a really good running dimension. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just too many many weapons there. I, I like Indy laying the points even at Jacksonville, and I like the over. There you go. All right. Uh, I'm with you on that as well. Um, In the time we have left, why don't we uh, try to get through a a few more games? Got the uh, Browns at the Texans. We kind of talked a little bit about Baker Mayfield. We have the Texans uh, winners of eight games in a row, eight and three, uh, taking on the four, six, and one Browns. The the, Texans. they are a uh, the Texans are a five and a half point favorite over on the forty seven and a half in this game. So uh, what do we do? Well, let's just talk a, a couple of players here. Kiki uh, Kute game time decision uh, with him. If he doesn't play, are you f- a little more uh, comfortable using Demarius Thomas? I mean, can we trust him now? You got what do you have? Two touchdowns last week <laughs> on two catches. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do I trust Demarius Thomas? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that trust word gets bandied about way too easy in this industry. Mm. Um, like I said, yeah, it, I, I'm right, never a big it? fan. Would, yeah. Probably not. Um, really? Okay. And, and you know, I digress. It was really four catches last week, so don't take me literally. I'm just saying mm-hmm. he, he hasn't seen uh, – I think you have to go back to uh, – I don't have the numbers in front of me. Sorry. I think it's week – ooh, I want to say week uh, six. No, week five, I think it was against the Jets, the only good – week he had, and that was when he was still with Denver. Since he's come over, I mean, his highest yardage total was three catches for 61 yards. Sure, he had yeah, the two he, touchdowns no last targets, week against week Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, it's just nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just not, you're not, right. not somebody I could trust. Five for 105 and a touchdown against the Jets in week five. Impressive yeah, sorry, that you I remember just, that. Uh, oh, I try. It's just to get it in your head. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm surprised. I, I I keep calling you George, and I remember that. Go figure. <laughs> like I tell Corey all the time, the brain is a terrible thing to waste. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this, and, and I'm gonna fry a couple eggs and say this is your brain, and this is your your brain on drugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I like eggs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lamar Miller going off. Had a clunker versus Denver, but in his last five, 5.98 yards per carry, averaging 100 rushing yards per game. I'm not going to say trust because you don't like that word in this industry, but uh, is Lamar Miller, I mean, what do you think about Lamar Miller? I love Lamar Miller this week. Absolutely do. Um, coming off a monster game last week, and you know, you, you, you mentioned it. He didn't do nothing against Denver, but nobody yeah. has done anything against Denver on the ground uh, lately. They've shut down everybody. Uh, Pittsburgh, Chargers, Houston, Kansas City on the ground. Nobody's done anything against them. So I, I don't. I'm not going to let that affect me. That's why I don't like mixing this week because uh, they've done such a great job at stopping opposing running backs. But this week is a different story, and I, I do 
Cleveland is not the same. <laughs> Cleveland is 29th over the last five weeks against opposing running backs. Uh, mm-hmm. 12 rushing touchdowns so far given up on the year. An average of 4.74 yards per carry. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, Lamar Miller, again, hard to trust, no doubt. Um, he's had some really bad games this year and hard to really get uh, you know foot in the ground. But in this game, the upside is there. And uh, but. I'm trying to get him in lineups where I can. Uh, it, there's, it, it's tough, but you know he, he's run for over 100 yards and scored in three of his last five games. And like we said, 162 yards and a score last week. Uh, coming up against this Browns defense that's allowing 4.7 yards a carry and 109 yards a game. I like Miller as a real solid RB2 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Njoku is dealing with a, a knee injury. Uh, I think he's questionable. Uh, but uh, finally, last week, uh, actually, he's had a, a kind of a, an uneven kind of season. But uh, 5 for 63 in a touchdown uh, last week. Uh, do, you, do you feel that he's kind of progressed enough for you? Do, do you I mean, the touchdown, I mean, the... Go ahead. Look, I like Njoku. I, I think, you mm-hmm. know, this kid is going to turn into a, a real, you know, tight end one going in the future as well. He's got a lot of talent. You know, most of the time when he drops the ball, it, it's because he's taking his eye off the ball before it gets to him. You know, mm-hmm. he's not looking it all the way in. Again, fundamentals. Big, biggest killer out there. But, you know, in he's been seeing some decent amount of targets outside of the week against the Falcons. For whatever reason, they didn't throw to him against the Falcons, a, a team that has been giving it up to, to opposing tight ends. They didn't really get him involved. But luckily, they got another week this week where Houston uh, is giving it up to tight ends on the season. You know, giving up yeah. six passing touchdowns, over 740 yards to the position. Uh, they're 30th over the last five weeks against opposing tight ends. I love Najoko this week. Do you love Houston enough that they would uh, cover five and a half over the Browns? 47 and a half over under? No, I actually don't. Uh, I like Cleveland taking the points in this one. Uh, I know Houston is on an eight-game win streak, but you talk about a trap game, I think this is a trap game, even at home for them. Uh, I, I I could see Cleveland coming in, who's playing really good football right now. Uh, if this defense steps up even half a step, I think they could give Houston offensive line a little bit of fits here. It's just something mm-hmm. inside of me that says Cleveland comes out and wins this game. I could see that. Uh, winning, I don't know. Uh, covering, I think I could take the Browns and the, the five and a half. Browns have been feisty this year. Absolutely. Look, they're, yeah, four, six, and one. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, coming into the season before you know, all this started and going. Not yeah. eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. That's the best way <laughs> right? to say it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought that? So following us is uh, you have in this league. And then after that, you get a replay of uh, your arch enemy's uh, best friends forever, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) The Barbie friends forever. Nice. There you go. There you go. So uh, (laughs) tomorrow, full day of... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so tomorrow, we have a full day of coverage. What time are you on tomorrow morning uh, there, uh, Taz? 8 to 10 with Mike Blewett. I believe Scott Engel is in uh, Seattle this week for their game, so he won't be joining us. And then tomorrow night from 8 to 10, uh, me, and I'm not sure who else. We will see. <laughs> All right, and I'll be on for 4 to 8 p.m. Camp Stewart, Chris Pavota, myself. Thanks for tuning in to... 
Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. Stay tuned for In This League.